everyone. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Making Every Lesson Count, brought to you by EMB Training and Consultancy Services. We achieve and lead for God's glory. Today is a special feature we dedicate to parents, especially those of young children, of children from Generation Z, born from mid-1990 on, and Generation Alpha, born from 2011. I have not been blessed with my own child, but no regrets, because in my teaching ministry, thousands of children have been entrusted by the Lord to me, with whom I have shared my life, academic experience, triumphs and disappointments, struggles and successes. I am glad that most of them are now family men and women, successful in their own right. Though some have chosen single blessedness or focused on their careers, still they were brought up very well by their families, their communities, and their schools, and by their unwavering faith in God. Many years ago, I remember one student who always seemed to be in charge. When the class would break up into groups, this little one would embrace her teacher persona, immediately directing those around her. On the playground, she was always surrounded by her peers who were invariably hanging on her every word. And that is a familiar scenario among us teachers. Some children seem to effortlessly fall into the role of leader, no matter what the environment. However, there are those children who are late bloomers. These are the ones who blend in early on, but blossom with maturity and become presidents of their high school class or are captains of a varsity team. What does this tell us about the development of leadership qualities in our youth? Why do some young people take charge of school projects and playground activities with ease, even at a young age, while others are happy to take the proverbial backseat? When we talk about uh, developing leadership skills in children to parents, sometimes we're met with a sigh. Oh, my kids are not ready for that yet. But most of us take a deliberate approach to developing other skills in our kids early on. We want to teach them to swim, to ride a bike, to read, and even read music as early as we can. But leadership development should be no different. The earlier we can develop leadership skills in children, the more natural these skills will feel. As parents and caretakers of children, their path to leadership is in our hands. We can model and teach the skills that will equip them to lead themselves and others in this hyper-competitive world. Or we can allow them to fall victim to the kind of thinking that could make them slaves to the status quo. It is a big responsibility. but. When is being a parent not? The beauty of building children into leaders 
is that the little things we do every day are the ones that mold them into the people they will become. Because let us not deny the fact that we all want our children to become leaders. We want them to be courageous, willing to take up any challenge, passionate and authentic. We want their actions to inspire other people to be their best. However, instilling leadership traits in children would take a lot of practice and patience. The references for our episode today come from John Rampton and Myrna Haskell, encouraging kids to become motivated and confident self-starters, and from Dr. Travis Bradbury, an award-winning co-author of the book Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and the co-founder of Talent Smart, the world's leading provider of emotional intelligence tests. We shall present powerful yet practical ways to mold your children into leaders. Let us now focus on these powerful and practical ways and actions to help build leadership in your children and even in yourself. Number one would be to model emotional intelligence, EQ. Children learn emotional intelligence from their parents. As your children watch you every day, they absorb your behavior like a sponge. Children are particularly attuned to your awareness of emotions, the behavior do you demonstrate in response to strong emotions and how you react and respond to their emotions. A study conducted by Pew found that 72% of parents wanted their parents to view them as a good parent. This phenomenon lasts a lifetime, so get used to being the best you can be and it is guaranteed to have a lasting effect on your kids. The younger they are, the more cues they take from you. If you are familiar with some videos, baby videos or children videos that appear all of a sudden, even without the clicking on our uh, Facebook posts, that from Korea, from Japan, and even from the Philippines, how the kids would imitate their, children, uh, their parents every time they would respond to any stimulus. Before you lash out or blow your top in front of your child, think about this. Is that how you want your child to behave when angry? Be aware that you are constantly being watched by your kids. Studies have shown that children who hit usually have a role model for aggression at home. So, model the traits you wish to see in your kids. Respect, friendliness, honesty, kindness, tolerance, exhibit unselfish behavior. Do things for other people without expecting a reward 
express thanks and offer compliments. Above all, treat your kids the way you expect other people to treat you. This EQ is one of the biggest drivers of success in leadership positions. Talent Smart has tested more than 1 million people and found that EQ is responsible for 58% of a leader's job performance. Likewise, 90% of top performing leaders have high IQs. Most people do very little to develop their EQ growing up. Just 36% of the people they tested are able to identify their emotions accurately as they happen. So, children who develop a high level of EQ carry these skills into adulthood, and this will give them a leg up in leadership and in life. So, um, Emotional intelligence indicates how well your child understands empathy and sympathy and is a significant factor in problem solving. And these are critical skills to have as a leader. So manage your own emotions. And your children are watching. The second one is not to be obsessed about achievement. Unfortunately, there are some parents who are sucked into obsessing about achievement because they believe this will make their children high achievers. We fix on achievement and fixing on it creates all sorts of problems for kids. This is especially true when it comes to leadership, where focusing on individual achievement gives kids the wrong idea about how work is done. To put it simply, the best leaders surround themselves with great people because they know they cannot do it alone. So those achievement-obsessed children become so focused on awards and outcomes that they never fully understand this. All they can see is the player who has been handed the MVP trophy, the celebrity CEO who makes the news, they would assume it's all about the individual. It would be a rude awakening once they discover how real life works. So don't press on too much. Be the number one. Be the first honor or else. The third one would be don't praise too much. Children need praise to build a healthy sense of self-esteem. That is a given. Unfortunately, piling on the praise doesn't give them extra self-esteem. So children need to believe in themselves and to develop the self-confidence required to become successful leaders. But if you gush every time they put pen to paper or kick a ball, wow, this creates confusion and false confidence. Always show your children how proud you are of their passion and effort. But just don't paint them as superstars yet when you know it isn't true yet. Fourth would be to encourage team activities 
in relation to building your self-confidence, their self-confidence. Early on, you need to identify your children's interests and encourage their participation in group activities. How to identify your children's interest? One way is to go to the bookstore or to a toy store or even go online during these pandemic days and try to find out for yourself what would your child be very interested in. If it is in an actual toy store, where would he go? What would he want to go and where would you, in which part of the store, in which uh, some, that something that is found online, would you see a smile on his face? Whether it's encouraging them to join a scouting troop, participate in sports, join the school band, the children will learn valuable lessons about teamwork through these activities. And most parents would agree that having kids do sports can teach them about teamwork, and teamwork is a significant component of leadership. According to the Washington Post, 70% of kids drop out of sports by age 13. And it has been attributed to several factors, including a lack of interest, the prospects of not playing in college anyway, and discovering alternative sports, such as skateboarding or boxing. If they drop out at some point, that's absolutely fine. The goal here isn't that they just find a sport, but rather that they have participated in an activity that gets them to use their bodies, learn a skill, and function as a member of a team. Another thing we need to do is to practice confident communication. When you go to a restaurant or you are now going through a drive-through or you want to have something delivered, do you place orders for your children? Do you say, I think it is best you have to take this particular dish because it is good for your health? Or it has mushrooms and aren't you uh, loving mushrooms? You can actually turn a simple dinner into a confidence building exercise by having your children speak directly to servers, allowing them to order and speak directly to servers will help them gain confidence in themselves and be able to communicate what they need. Another important thing, valuable one, is to allow them to experience risk and failure. You see, success in business and in life is driven by risk. When parents go overboard protecting their children, we don't allow them to take risks and reap the consequences. When you are not allowed to fail, you don't understand risk. A leader cannot take appropriate risks until he or she knows the bitter taste of failure that comes with risking it all and coming up short. The road to success is paved with failure. So when you try to shield your children from failure in order to boost their self-esteem, they could have trouble tolerating the failure required to succeed as a leader. Don't rub their face in failure either. 
Children need your support when they fail. They need to know you care. And they need to know that you know how much failure stinks. So your support would allow them to embrace the intensity of the experience and know that they will make it through it all right. And that is solid character building for future leaders. But uh, this can be tricky for a lot of parents, you know. We can sometimes get so wrapped up in wanting the best for them that we neglect to deal with what happens when things don't work out as planned. In psychological science, how a child deals with failure and hardships is a strong predictor of his growth and intelligence. So we ensure that we teach our children to deal with failure in a healthy, constructive manner. It's important, you know, for leaders, the best leaders learn to handle failure as gracefully as they handle success. So it's important to expose future leaders, our children, to disappointment rather than protecting them from it. Because the children need to learn to handle the loss, move forward when the other team wins or someone else is elected class president. Sometimes you would find our kids crying and sulking in a corner because he was defeated in whatever endeavor he got into. Patience is a skill that when taught right can last a lifetime. So we have to emphasize perseverance. That is one of the reasons why fishing and hunting are popular activities for parents and kids because these activities teach proactive patience. What does that mean? You are intentionally doing something that requires waiting, which is a great skill in becoming an excellent listener or observer. Um, modeling very uh, importantly is critical when teaching children about risk-taking. Let's say, if you freak out when you make a mistake, your kids will pick up on that. Some parents would say, gosh, why? Why did that happen? Why did I do that? That's so stupid of me. They may pick up on that. When adults say, I can't do that, children here don't try unless you know you will be successful. Instead, encourage experimentation. And that is one of the greatest gifts you can give your children. next item is say no. Say no. Overindulging children is a surefire way to limit their development as leaders. To succeed as a leader, one must be able to delay gratification and work hard for important things. They need to develop this particular kind of patience. They need to set goals and experience the joy that comes with working diligently toward them. Saying no to your children will disappoint them momentarily, but they'll get over that. They'll never get over being spoiled. But if you find yourself constantly saying no, let's say to your two-year-old, you have to look for ways to alter your surroundings so that fewer things are off limits. This will cause less frustration for both of you. 
because the kids' environments have an effect on their behavior, so you might be able to change that behavior by changing the environment. Let your children solve their own problems. A certain self-sufficiency comes with being a leader. When you're the one making the calls, you should also be the one who needs to stay behind and clean up the mess these create. When parents constantly solve their children's problems for them, the children will not develop the critical ability to stand on their own two feet. There are some children who always have someone swooping in to rescue them, clean up their mess, spend their whole lives waiting for this to happen. Remember that leaders take action. They take charge. They are responsible and accountable. So we make certain our children are as well. When we allow them to solve their own problems, they also would consequently learn how to make good decisions early in life. Because children become overwhelmed by too many choices sometimes. So it is our role to narrow down the options to maybe two or three. Even as simple as whether a child is deciding on afternoon activities or a movie to watch. Teach your children to weigh the pros and cons of each option in order to make the most informed decision possible. This will help them to make correct decisions in everyday lives. So, uh, pick some decisions where you don't need control. You invite your young children to brainstorm creative options. So, after all of these many, many weeks of uh, quarantine period, being locked down and staying at home, and now we're ready to go to school. What do you want to do now before school opens? Give them choices. Encourage each family member to listen to one another's viewpoints before deciding as a family. We have to teach really our children to be decisive. And in order to be that, needs to feel secure with his own decision-making and problem-solving abilities. So we parents should allow kids to make small decisions from an early age. Just what to have for a snack after school or what snack do you want after your activity there that you're doing at home. Helping your child make age-appropriate decisions will guide him towards the principles of responsibility and commitment. One of the most important parts of learning to be decisive is understanding that choosing between two good alternatives is not right or wrong. For example, deciding whether to take ballet classes or play soccer. It's not a life or death decision. It is reversible. So, it is highly recommended that parents teach children to write down the pros and cons of choices. And it's a good way to help them develop critical thinking skills.
So far, we have eight practical ways to mold your children into leaders. One, model emotional intelligence or EQ. Don't obsess about achievement. Three, don't praise too much. Four, encourage team activities. Five, practice confident communication. Six, allow them to experience risk and failure. Seven, say no. Eight, let children solve their problems and hone their decision-making abilities. Next week, we shall complete our list of ways to bring up your children to be good and effective leaders eventually. Tune in on Wednesday for the second half of this episode. Remember, today's children are tomorrow's leaders. Mold them now. Till next time, this is Mrs. B. Goodbye and God bless everyone. Stay safe under God's protection.